here, here. And with that, let's bring in Blackhawks reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, Ben Pope. Ben, how's it going today? I'm good. How are you guys? We're Doing good. Well. We're good. We're just teeing up this game between the Hawks and the Leafs tonight. Chicago's on the second half of a back-to-back. It was a tough one uh, in Montreal last night. So, so what's the mood around the group right now? Well, yeah, that was definitely um, one of their worst games in a while last night in Montreal. They just couldn't really get much going. And um, it, it sounded from talking to the guys after the game that it wasn't even that they got off the game plan. As Connor Murphy put it, they didn't even get onto the game plan to begin with. But um, the thing is, that that's kind of an anomaly lately. Um, they had a really tough stretch back in November and December with two eight-game losing streaks, uh, losing, two, losing 21 out of 23 overall. But um, since the, the calendar turned to the new year, they have been a lot better. They had a winning record in January. They started off February with um, two wins and two of their best performances of the year in terms of controlling possession. Uh, but those were against Arizona and Anaheim, um, so maybe the slightly easier opponents. Um, and then the past two games have, have definitely fallen back to earth um, with a, a couple lopsided losses to Winnipeg and, and now Montreal. But, um, I mean, the team kind of knew this was going to be a tough season, a rebuilding season, and that um, losses were going to be inevitable. So they really judged their performance more based on um, their kind of their work ethic and, and just their ability to stay competitive and uh, at least, um, you know, put put forth their best efforts. So, for the most part, they've done that, but but certainly last night uh, was not the case. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, there's been a couple of tough losses uh, lately for them, and I'm curious how much this, this may be impacting Patrick Kane and, and his future and his willingness to kind of stick through the, the tough times. I know that there's been a lot of reporting that, uh, you know, he's spoken with his, his agent and they may or may not want to make a trade. They may want to stick around, but it seems, I don't know, the, from what I've been reading and kind of hearing a little bit, there's, he had a little bit of a stink he made when the Rangers went and got Tarasenko. Then there was uh, a report about him talking about Kirby Doc and, I don't know. I just get the sense that maybe Patrick Kane might be willing to to move on here. Like he might not that he's done with Chicago, but maybe mentally he's ready to move on. Like, well, how do you read this entire Patrick Kane situation with the deadline just a couple of weeks away? Well, for starters, I think the Doc thing yesterday was kind of overblown. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he's said that many times before. I'm I'm not quite sure why it took off so much yesterday. Okay. Um, and that was really really the previous regime that um, had kind of handled Doc in that way. So I wouldn't take it really as a criticism of, of Kyle Davidson or, or the, the Hawks' current management. But um, uh, it certainly it does seem like that it, if he's not leaning towards getting traded, he's at least seriously considering it. Um, he he's, has been pretty open about um, that there are some intriguing options out there. Obviously, the Rangers were one of them, if not the biggest. So with them off the table, um, maybe that changes things. But... Um, uh, it definitely seems to be something he's thinking about. Um, it, it's weighed on him the past few years, um, the lack of success that the team has had. Um, e- even though he's certainly been a good sport about it, and, and he's not really the kind of guy to get super uh, stressed or worked up about that. He he's pretty easygoing and and steady, but um, he'd certainly like to to get back in the playoffs. I think, and um, he he obviously knows it's not going to happen this year with the Hawks. Um, so I think that would be appealing for him, but obviously he hasn't made any firm decision yet. Uh, it's been quite the waiting process, waiting for him to kind of uh, make that decision and, and go to the Hawks with it, um, considering they've made it clear they're not going to go to him first. He has to 
he has to come to them. So um, it does seem more likely than not that he eventually will at least entertain trade options. So there's no guarantee, even if he gives the green light, that one ends up happening, considering um, the reservations some teams evidently have about his injury and uh, the size of his cap hit. But um, it seems likely that at least he will uh, be open to the possibility. Yeah, so those were the comments that really caught the attention of, of I think, the, the media and fans when Patrick Kane um, was talking about his hip injury and reports maybe being overblown. Where do you stand on that whole thing? Like, Do you, do you notice a, a difference in performance based on the fact that there might be an injury there that's being overblown, or do you think it's more that just the team is bad this year? Yeah, it's it's hard to say exactly what the, the cause for his reduced production is. Um, it's probably multiple factors, um, to be fair. Obviously, he is um, uh, averaging a lot lower point pace this season than he has in recent years. Um, I'm sure the, the reduced quality of his line mates is a big factor in that. Uh, he and Debrinket and Strom had really generated a lot of chemistry last season. They were terrific the second half, even as a team not doing so well. Um, and so to lose those two guys and uh, play a lot of this year with, with Max Domi and Tyler Johnson and um, those kind of players has certainly impacted what he's able to do out there. Um, as far as the, the injury itself, it, it might be impacting him. It might not be. Um, he has insisted repeatedly that it is not, or at least not playing a major role, and uh, he doesn't think it's a big deal. Uh, he did miss those couple games back in early January with it, but um, it doesn't sound like any kind of long-term surgery or um, sort of anything beyond those that week or two was really considered or uh, deemed potentially necessary. And um, he said the past few weeks that he actually feels better than he did last season because um, this has been a, a recurring issue for a while that he's just been kind of dealing with. So um, it does, it is kind of hard to say exactly how much impact on him it's having, but he at least is trying to trying to establish a narrative that it's not having that much. Yeah, I mean, he he clearly needs to establish that if he yeah. does want to get out of Chicago. But you know, as somebody who who watches him on on a daily basis, like, have you seen like a drop off there? Like, does he look like he doesn't have the burst that he once used to have? Like, when you're watching him, can you tell like uh, some might be up here? He doesn't look like his usual Showtime self. Um. It, it, that's a tough question. I'd say maybe a little bit, but it's not like he's been a super explosive skater uh, for years now. I mean, he's never really been a guy uh, like an Andreas Athanasiu type where he gets the mm. puck um, off a turnover and just races past everyone for a breakaway. That's not really ever been his game. It's been more his finesse and his vision and his hands and his passing ability and his shot. It, it hasn't really been any kind of breakaway speed. So, um, certainly he's not showing that now either, but um, it doesn't seem like the hip is really slowing him down. It, it's hard to say, maybe a little bit, um, but I don't know if it's, it's really changing his game that much. That's Ben Pope, uh, Blackhawks reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. And, and the other guy who we haven't seen since before the All-Star game, and I feel has kind of fallen off the radar, is Taves. He was dealing with some sort of illness. What, what's the latest there? Yeah, it's still um, pretty mysterious as far as Tay's situation. Mm. He's not with the team on this Canadian trip back in Chicago. Uh, my understanding is he's at least working out. It sounded like he might have gotten back on the ice yesterday, but uh, we won't get clarification on that till later this afternoon. Um, 
As far as what he had, the Blackhawks at one point said they thought it was the flu, but then kind of backed off that a little bit. Obviously, the big question is whether this is related to the immune system yeah. issue that kept him out in the 2020-2021 season. Um, whether or not that's really what he's dealing with, it certainly could be um, amplifying it or complicating it um, because he's now missed five games, uh, including tonight, um, with this most recent illness, and he'd also missed two previously in January and December, including the second-to-last one before the break. Um, so clearly he's dealing with something. I talked to him a few weeks before that, um, and he, he didn't really want to go into it, um, he just, it, but he kind of in doing so admitted that he definitely wasn't feeling 100% health-wise. So um, definitely that is a concern right now, and uh, there's not really a whole lot of clarity on exactly what he's dealing with and, and if he might be able to um, be back and be his normal self soon or if this could continue for a while. Uh, Jake McCabe is a player of interest that I'll be keeping an eye on in, in tonight's game, and you wrote about him yesterday. What could he bring to uh, a team's lineup? Like, What's his season been like? What are his strengths? And do you think that he's a player that Chicago will be looking to deal come deadline day? Yeah, McCabe has had a really solid season. I mean, he's been arguably the Blackhawks' best player. Uh, he has a plus, uh, plus-minus rating on a team that is way in the red as an overall group. And obviously there's some flaws with that stat, but I think it, it, when he's that far apart from everybody else, it certainly means something. Yeah. Uh, he also leads the team in expected goals percentage if we want to look at the analytics side of it. Um, he's a really steady defenseman. Uh, he, he's responsible on his own end. He's physical when he needs to be, and he uses it in a smart way, not just kind of leaving position to make big hits for no reason. Um, he's also gotten more involved offensively the past few months. Um, it, the team has made more of an emphasis to really get all their defensemen um, some more space at the blue line and, and getting more shots through, and he's benefited the most of anybody with that. Um, he's never going to be a big point producer, but he certainly isn't um, exclusively just a shutdown guy. He can certainly hold his own in the offensive side of things. Um, and, yeah, he would definitely be – um, an appealing addition at the deadline, and I'm sure the Hawks are, are going to explore every possibility there, um, considering how much value he might have. He has two years left under contract at $4 million cap hit, which is pretty reasonable in itself, but uh, if they retain 50% of that, which it sounds like they, they would be willing to do, um, then it suddenly becomes an extremely team-friendly contract at $2 million, and uh, they could really get quite a lot of value back for him. Um, I know for him personally, he's from Wisconsin, uh, his wife is from Chicago. He really wanted to end up in Chicago uh, signing as a free agent two years ago. So uh, it sounds like he would very much like to stay, but um, obviously he doesn't really have a ton of control over that, just the seven-team no-trade clause. Um, and it sounds like there there is a very real chance that he does move at the deadline. Yeah, interesting. I think a lot of players on Chicago tonight that Leaf fans are, are going to be hawkeying as, as potential ads at the deadline. But but speaking of the deadline, March 3rd, it's coming up quick. What, what are your burning questions about this Chicago team and their plans at the deadline? Well, I think it's, it's pretty clear what their plans are, and that will be to basically get as many um, draft picks and prospects and future assets for current players um, as possible. Um, really, the burning question is how much they're able to do that. Um, Kane and Taves being two of their biggest assets both have several red flags, yeah. um, and it's it's unclear whether, you know, even if they uh, permit trades, what kind of return they'll be able to get for those guys, and then 
Um, there is also, on the other hand, going to be a bunch of guys who are maybe more like depth players, uh, guys like Sam Lafferty and Athanasiu, um, who they would like to get maybe a second or third round pick for. Um, but the question is going to be whether they're able to get that for those guys um, and if they have that much value. Um, so it's, I think their intentions are pretty clear, but uh, what's more up in the air is exactly how much they'll be able to get back and how much of a haul they'll be able to to end up with once that deadline passes. Ben, really appreciate taking the time to, uh, to join us today. Enjoy the game tonight. Yep, thanks so much. All right, there he goes. Ben Pope, Blackhawks reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times.